Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Julie, I'm not going to lie. I'm pumped the F up today for today's show and tomorrow's show. I love this topic. Good. I'm really excited. You know, and I, I this is one of those, uh, I think you and I are pretty effective at motivating people, but not just through rah, rah, bullshit, but through actual tactical, mm-hmm. practical things that help folks to be, uh, you know, really on target and focused. When you guys are done listening to us today and tomorrow, probably, you're going to feel motivated in that you're going to know exactly what you need to be doing now. And I love doing shows like that because we get lots of emails afterwards, lots of people saying thank you, lots of people that six months from now are going to say, oh, thank God I listened to your guys' show on January 3rd because look what I've done the last six months. That's what motivates me to do a great podcast. So I know it does with you as well. Matter of fact, talking about motivation, my dear, I know you've got some folks that have been sending really nice emails to us, comments on our private Mm -hmm. Facebook page, comments on our Number one international best-selling uh, book, Harris Rules, the Amazon page. Anything you'd like to share or thank folks for explicitly? Uh, yes. I'm looking for – here it is. The email that you and I received this morning, uh, I don't have her last name, but we'll just call her Sarah. And she writes – I thought this was interesting, and I think you like this email too uh, – wrote, uh, Hi, Tim and Julie. I'm currently working on getting my license in Washington State and have been in the interviewing process and decided to check out the bigger brokerages in hopes that they would be able to help me out with my long-term goals. Well, while sitting in one of the meetings yesterday, the designated broker looked at me with raised eyebrows when I said, quote, I want to sell 100 houses in my first year and have at least 10 listings at all times. He said I had lofty goals. My last question I'm asking them is, do you have a number one book and or podcast that you would recommend for me? His answer, quote, you don't need any of that. They're all just trying to make money. Watch the guys around our office that are making 300 grand a year and you'll learn everything you need to know within these walls. Safe to say that I was less than pleased and think that he was narrow-minded. Anyhow, thank you for being an amazing inspiration. I listen daily and have been since August. Best to you from Sarah. So, Thank you for that, Sarah. And, you know, I'm sure there are some good ideas and things going on in that office or you wouldn't have chosen them to interview with. But I do think that we would both agree that it's a bit narrow-minded and that you are the one asking the great questions. Don't back off your goal. You can do it. There's nothing wrong. And I, I don't think, I mean, yes, it's a lofty goal, but you can do it. You have to follow the rules in the Harris Rules book You have to be motivated. You have to have goals. You have to do the things that we're going to talk about on today's podcast. Would you agree with that, Tim? Yeah, and I responded to her, and um, here's basically what I said, is that in essence what you're dealing with is a normal brokerage, and brokerages are operating off the – and guys, if you're new in real estate or thinking about getting your real estate license, and hey, guess what? If you're just starting your own business, here's a cold, hard fact – Okay, not going to sound motivational, but here it is. You're probably going to fail. There's a there's an excellent chance if you're if you went to Las Vegas and somebody says, you know, look, put down a dollar, and I, you know, 99% chance or like 90% chance 
that that dollar is, is going to you know turn into ten dollars within uh, two years. In other words, it is a almost a surefire bet. You're gonna you're gonna take that bet, right? Well, th- what the broker's doing essentially is betting based on his own experience that you're gonna fail within usually two or three uh, two or three years. Now, the reality of it is is that by it, most agents are out of the business within 24 to 36 months. Most small businesses fail statistically, according to the Small Business Administration, within the same period of time. So guess what? Real estate agents are small business owners. You guys are 1099 employees. You work for yourself, which brings me back to her specific question. Your broker's job, and this is going to shock some of you, but it's true, is not to help you to be successful. Your broker's job is to basically hold your real estate license, make sure you fill out the paperwork correctly, answer any preliminary questions you have make sure you get you know the basic core stuff and that's it if you think any of you joining any brokerage or by the way any of you starting your own business that somehow magically miraculously all the stars are going to align and your you know business is going to start coming to you you will fail because that is the same mistake that most people make because they don't start their journey with a specific proven plan the brokers knows and most brokerages use this term behind closed doors they refer to their businesses as body shops and what a body shop essentially is, it's just designed to get as many bodies in because they know that there's going to be an attrition rate, you know, 90% will fail. And so as long as they're constantly recruiting and they know statistically there will be almost virtually every, you know, 9 out of 10 people they recruit will fail, but as long as they're constantly they'll do okay. And what actually happens is that uh, – what actually happens is they end up um, – uh, making a little bit of money off every single agent. So Sarah and everybody else, when you joined that brokerage, what you did was basically you're going to, uh, just because of you, you're going to probably pick up a couple deals from your friends from college, from your family members, from other people that you know. So just by accident, you're going to pick up a few deals. Your brokerage, your broker knows that. Everybody picks up their aunt, whoever decides to list their rental property, that type of thing. You, you will get lucky a handful of times, and that's your centers of influence and past clients. But once you burn through those people, and most people do, and guess what, two or three years, you're out of the business because you never learned any skills, because no one ever taught you what we are trying to teach you. No one ever told you to focus on being a listing agent. What do they tell you to do? Go to Zillow and buy buyer leads, right? They don't tell you how to actually survive because they're not going to invest themselves in you because they know statistically you're going to fail in two to three years, so why would they? When you look at really – this just kind of makes me laugh, but oh, it shouldn't. It's pathetic. When you look at the National Association of Realtors Studies on the average agent income, they talk about a household income of $75,000. Okay. Have you thought about that statistic, listeners? That's a household income of 75, including what you might work earn from your full-time job or what your spouse or your partner might be earning. In other words, it's the total income for the family. That's not 75 grand being earned from real estate commissions. The number of people in real estate that are actually earning any money, it, you know, you've heard the 80-20 rule. What is that, Julie? Uh, the principle, this is a nerdy thing. You should have this memorized. The hey, Parbo principle the, uh, or what am I saying? <clears throat> You know, the A20 rule. Who wrote that? Yeah. Fire up your Google machine. 80% of the deals are being done by 20% of the agents. And I've also read that it's more like 90-10. But, uh, yes, I will research it for you. Yeah, research it real quick. So yes, the eighty, the eight, it's called the. I think it's called Parables Principle. Anyway, but in real estate, it's actually ninety ten. So when you look to see how Pareto the incomes disperse and how Pareto. it actually, Pareto Principle. There you go. And so uh, there it is. The fact is, is that everything is stacked against you when you get into real estate. The fact is, is that 
your brokerage's job is to basically create a legal environment in order in order for you to operate. Their job is not to make you successful. And you guys got to remember that your broker is in the job is in the business of recruiting agents because they know that those agents, when they're new, are going to sell two or three or four houses, right? The top producing agents actually don't make brokers very much money because the commission splits the way they actually shake out. That's the reason these brokerage focus. So KW's growth up to 160,000 agents, the largest brokerage in the world right now. It, if you look at how their income distribution works, most of the agents aren't making anything. And this is true if any brokerage would have scaled like that, not just KW. I'm not digging on KW, of course. But the reality of it is, is that's how it works. That's how it's always worked, and that's how it always will work. So your focus is to how do I make myself part of that 10% and not make myself part of that 90%. Your focus has to be breaking free of the paradigm of thinking that your brokers ain't going to provide for you because they won't. They're not going to give you any you know, leads, and if they are, they're going to have big referral fees, so you might as well basically go get a job at Walmart. You're, you need to learn how to be a listing agent. You need to, Look, Julie and I sold when we were in our early 20s, basically right out of college. We sold over 100 houses, 103 houses, or may have been 102, I don't remember. But it was over 100 houses our first year, documented, totaling completely. You know, National Association of Realtors gave us a big award for it, the whole nine yards. We did it. How do we do it? Basically, fundamentally, how we did it is exactly what we teach in the Premier Coaching Program. You can do it, too. Of course you can. You know, you have to be wrapping your mind around the fact that everything is stacked against you unless you really focus, follow one course until successful, and spend all your best energies every single day on, I like what you said, having 10 listings at all times and using your real estate treasure map. So rant over. Any other questions or comments or <laughs> observations, Joy? Well, I mean, the, our listeners, our Premier Coaching members get this. I want to share just a couple of quick things from the Facebook page that they all have. And then we'll get on to some specific drill-down goal-setting points. So Matthew Sharp wrote, so this, thus far, I didn't, quote, feel like lead generating today. So I procrastinated and got ready to get started. Then I did it. I hit the phones. Get this. 16 dials in, and I have a listing appointment on Friday. He's meeting with other realtors, but I respectfully asked to meet with him last. Moral of the story, just do it. So thank you, Matthew Sharp. And he admits to procrastinating it and then getting on it, and guess what? He got results. So nice job. Now you just have to go do it again and again. All right, we also on the private Facebook page have a referral to Scottsdale, Arizona, and another one to New Jersey. So our premier coaching members listening, go catch those. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> I think that's it for today. I'll share some more tomorrow because we need to get on to the show. Back to you. Okay, very good. So any other emails or suggestions you guys have for us for show topics or people for us to interview, feel free to email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Now, we're going to get to our first point, but before we do, a reminder for all of you, if you've not yet completed your 2018 business plan, if, you don't have, if you're feeling like you're needing real drill-down focused direction, we've made it incredibly easy for you. Just go to FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com, and when you do, you A, get a 30-minute or 20 minute, depends on how long it takes, coaching call with one of our new member coaches. They're going to help you create your lead generation plan, but they're also going to answer any questions you might have about Premier Coaching. And you're, all, you're also going to get copies of Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, which is basically Think and Grow Rich, the book from Napoleon Hill, and Julie and I uh, added lots of real estate information. You're going to get the Real Estate Treasure Map, which is your 2018 uh, business plan. You're going to get your 12-monthly generation plan, which is another book. So all these things are literally given to you for free in digital format. 
A lot of people print off the real estate treasure map, and that is designed for you to fill out and use as your literal 2018 business plan. You have to complete it. It's going to take you a couple hours. This is not just some fluffy thing that you're just going to do and forget about. This is an actual honest-to-God business and life plan. You want to take full advantage of that. You can go and buy the book on Amazon, but just let me give it to you. Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So, look. The real estate treasure map is your roadmap that you should all be following as far as your business plan. There's no doubt about it. But let's say, and this is what motivated us to do this uh, show today. Let's say you're one of the, you know, most agents and most people in general who's, oh, Tim, I get it. I'm going to do my real estate treasure map, but I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed. And overwhelmed is kind of an excuse word, but let's just use it. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I need something. I need like a surge of something to make it so that I can really focus my mind and, and take that real estate treasure map seriously, really get my mind in a place where I can do some meaningful goal setting. So look, I get the idea that you and Julie are asking me to fill out the treasure map, and I get the fact that part of that is goal setting, but I just can't even think about what I want my goals to be. Can you help me with that? So that's what's motivating us uh, to do today's show. So the topic is, again, we're going to really do our best to help you drill down and focus on what matters most to you. So for those of you who follow a specific plan to get there, it's all about action. A goal, and write this in your notes, a goal is a dream with an action plan. And an action plan specifically has to have a deadline and then drill down steps of what you're actually going to do to accomplish that particular goal. So here's what we want you to start out with doing. So write these things down. And by the way, guys, for those of you who read Think and Grow Rich uh, by Napoleon Hill, some of this will seem very, very uh, familiar because the framework for this is from Think and Grow Rich. So there you go. First thing we want you to do, write this down. And lots of brokers and office managers are using our show for uh, their office training or sending this podcast to their agents, and that's great too. So review last year. That's what we want you to do first. And when you do a review of last year, I don't want you to do what people typically do, which is look at last year through rose-colored glasses. We want you to actually look at last year um, as if Julie and I were looking at last year for you. Well, when you have a coaching call with someone from our organization, and you know we say this a lot, and people go, what? Probably after you've had your coaching call with one of our coaches, you're going to feel 50% motivated and 50% tired. You're going to feel challenged. The point of having a coach isn't just a rah-rah. You know, Julie and I go to Orange Theory every day, you know, 4.30 every single day here in Georgetown. Torture. Hate it. And there's three different coaches, and I'm not going to mention any names because I know they listen to our podcast. And one of the coaches is more rah-rah. One of the coaches is more drilled down, focused, watching, making sure you're doing everything. And when you're not, they're actually going to stop and point it out, even if it means you're going to get a little bit embarrassed in front of the other people that are there. Well, guess what? <laughs> Julie's not going to appreciate this, but here it goes. The rah-rah coach, Julie never does that well as far as her splat points, Orange Theory people, you know what I'm talking about. But the coach that actually drills down and making sure she does it right, she always kicks ass. She will not just do a little bit better, but sometimes two and three times better because of the fact that she knows that this coach in particular is not going to let her get, get away with uh, not putting in full effort. And everybody is like that. Every single person out there, you know, when you're really being self-critical of looking at what you did well last year or what you didn't do well last year, it's difficult to basically be introspective and be honest with yourself what you didn't do well, but I want you to do your best. So we're going to give you some ideas. I want you to review what you, what you did last year. First of all, write down five things that you know you didn't do well. Julie, append your notes, okay? Write down mm -hmm. five things that you know you didn't do well. It's easy. That's easy. You probably didn't stick to a schedule for crap. 
you probably didn't do enough proactive lead generation. You probably didn't have a listing presentation, so maybe you even avoided going after listings because you really didn't have anything to present. You probably, you guys get the idea. So write down the five things, start with that. Oh, Tim, that's a negative, and this is supposed to be motivational. Guys, it's also supposed to be intentional so we can give you the ammunition to change the behavior so you can move your business in a meaningful way in 2018. So write down five things you know you sucked at. It's okay. Now, I want you to answer these questions with those five things. What went wrong? Why did that happen? Why did you decide to basically not drill down and uh, develop your own business and you chose instead to buy leads? Why did you do that? Just be introspective. I'll tell you why. I'll help you to understand why. You have to be honest with yourself, though, probably because you, you didn't have the sales skills to know what to say or how to say it if you were to do your own proactive lead generation. That's probably the first one. Probably the next one, you have all kinds of head junk about feeling rejected. Like, what if you knock on a for sale by owner's door and they reject you? And what, Okay, all these other things. You have all these internal head junk conversations that are going on that are preventing you from basically being professional and having sales skills to go after your own lead, your, doing your own lead generation, right? So what went wrong? Those five things that you mentioned. Why didn't you stick to a schedule? Now, when you're coming up with the five things and you're coming up with the why those five things were basically, you know, uh, a deterrent to you accomplishing goals, you cannot blame anything external. So write that in your notes. And Julie, please edit. Mm -hmm. You cannot make an excuse and blame something external. Because if you blame something external, you won't change. For example, if you say, I, uh, one of the things that I went what wrong was I did not, um, I mean, Julie, give me something. Give me a typical role. I was with agent. the wrong brokerage. Uh, they always blame the brokerage. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. They didn't provide enough leads. There's too much chaos in the office. Um, sometimes they'll blame their family. Sometimes they'll blame, you know, external factors. You have to look inward. That is the point of this first part of the process. What went wrong, why, and how to fix it. And to bring it back to your orange theory example, Tim, one of the reasons that that coach for me is more effective is because he doesn't just, I'm sorry, I just kind of, this coach doesn't just say, um, you know, run faster. Okay, because so, that's like, duh, I, I always can go faster. Everybody can always run faster. This coach will point out specifically what is being done wrong and how to fix it. So it's not just about, well, I need to be a better time manager. I hate hearing that as a coach. Everybody says that. I need to manage my time. I need to follow a schedule. Well, what specifically are you doing wrong? What specifically are you allowing yourself to get away with? Well, you don't get up on the same time every day. Let's start with something basic. You You're a chronic snooze button slash loser button presser when your alarm goes up. Maybe you don't even have an alarm. Maybe you just get up whenever the mood strikes, if it strikes. So what specifically did you go wrong, and how specifically will you fix it? Everybody says they want to lose weight. Well, okay, did you do it? If you didn't, why? Because you didn't have a plan in place. Because you didn't fix your nutrition, you weren't being held accountable by anybody, and you didn't follow a schedule. Be introspective. Here's the thing. Be empowered by those answers versus spending the time beating yourself up and feeling worse about it. Be empowered by knowing it. I listened to a podcast recently, Tim, about how people sometimes will avoid information as a subconscious plot not to be accountable. So if you don't know how to fix something, well, of course you can't be held accountable to fixing it. But knowledge well, but Julie, you is just said power. something else. Be empowered by it. Go you ahead. Just said 
you just touched you just touched on the biggest excuse that they always make. I just didn't know. I didn't know how. Yeah, it's not their fault. I didn't have whatever, whatever. Yeah, well, look, if you're in premier coaching, there's nothing in premier coaching, nothing you'll ever come across. This sounds like a bold statement, but it's true. Lead generation, business organizations, presentations, uh, buyer presentations, scripts, objection handlers, every single aspect of your real estate practice is included with premier coaching. It's not a commercial premier coaching. It's a fact. And yet I see people in our private Facebook group that will post questions about what should I do about how my sign should look. Why don't you go to premier coaching and look to see what other agents are using, what have been proven to work as far as simple, basic stuff like that. Well, I'm trying to figure out how to pay my buyer's agent, or I'm trying to figure out how to this, the other thing. Hey, why don't you go and look to see what other people have already done and just do that? Why are you wasting time trying to ask and poll and research and read and go to a million different websites? Why don't you just do what you're – okay, here's why, but here's why. You're doing all that mental masturbation stuff because it is a great excuse for you not to do what you really truly are trying to avoid doing, which is the lead generation. So you're going to waste all kinds of time working on your branding, working on your website, working on your team building, working on your logo. All this stuff sound familiar, guys? So you don't have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Fact. That's the reason you guys listen to the podcast because we're going to cut through it for you. So when you're going through the first part of this, and this is, again, not a normal part of like goal setting and being motivational, but it is the heart of really what makes us different because we want you to be introspective so you can change. If you guys continue to do the same behavior patterns, you're never going to stop them. So if you continue to basically, I've never had control of my schedule. I've never, there is not a single successful person, whoever has been successful continuously, who does not stick to a schedule. Oh, I can't stick to a schedule, Tim. I don't. I have all the, no. You are choosing to allow external things to basically make it so that you can't control your schedule. Because if you had control of your schedule between 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock, you're on the phone, you're doing lead follow-up, you're doing prospecting, you're doing things that would make that you know are going to make you uncomfortable until you get good at it. So you're trying to find something external to basically use as an excuse for you not to be able to carve out that time to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Julie? Well, we had a rant about what they're doing wrong. Part of your review, remember step one, review last year. Be honest about last year. Many of you guys had your best year ever. What caused that? Review the successes. What did you do well? Why was that? And what has to happen to keep doing this at a high level? I'll give you a couple of examples from our premier coaching members as well as our elite coaching members. I would say uh, the top two things that I see immediate gratification from improvement and more income, which is kind of the point, remember your product is profit, is getting really the best at your lead follow-up not sitting on leads, not complaining about your leads suck when in fact it was, was your lead follow-up that sucked. So getting better at lead follow-up is a very easy thing to correct immediately, and many of you did that last year and got rewarded for that. Another thing that I see immediate improvement on is actual real client communication, especially to your listings every single week. Some of you got over the fact that you hated those calls, especially if they didn't sell right away. You got over that and you systematized that and implemented that. That's just a couple of examples. Actually answering your phone instead of you know, doing your elaborate screening methodology to your cell phone, stuff like that. So review your successes. Why did you do well? Why, you know, what caused that? Well, and what has Julie, to happen to keep doing it at that level? Go ahead. 
before they pit, before they go to number two, which is talking about specific goals, guys, again, this first part is really important because the first part is going to help you have a lot of clarity on where you need to be going on with goal setting. So if you know last year you didn't, for example, do lead follow-up very effectively, well, then that should go on your list. If you know, for example, you didn't exercise like you want to do, look, we're whole, I hate the word holistic, but we are a holistic approach to basically making this your best year ever. Physiologically, if you're not there, if you're not taking care of your body, not taking care of your mind, chances are you're not going to be taking bold enough actions to really move the needle for yourself financially and in your business. That's the reason that Julie, are trying, Julie and I are trying to trick all of you guys into doing more physical stuff. That's the reason we talk about Orange Theory, because if we keep on mentioning things like that, chances are some of you are going to start taking action out of just nothing else other than pure curiosity, and you're going to realize that you really can meaningfully move move the needle in your life if you start working on all these things together. It's don't feel overwhelmed. Going back to that word that really kind of motivated us to uh, focus on this today and maybe for, you know, obviously for tomorrow and the following day, is that if you are feeling overwhelmed, over, the word overwhelmed, you got to remove from your vocabulary because it really truly is an excuse for you not to take action. Okay, you conceptually, intellectually, maybe you can partially accept what I just said as being true. So now what? Your homework from today's show is to write down at least five things that you know you didn't do, do well. If you can come up with more, that's great. If you didn't eat well, if you didn't exercise well, if you didn't show gratitude towards your, your loved ones, you know all the things that are important or should be important to you that you know have to be important for you to, for you to be, have your best year ever, write the things down that you know you didn't well do, do well and drill down. If you're, the things that you write down are too general, if they're not specific and actionable, after listening to this podcast, hopefully you'll have a clear understanding of what I mean by that, then you need to go back and you need to drill them down. You know, if you found yourself, for example, I'll give you guys an example. If you find yourself having low energy uh, part of the day, chances are that's from the foods that you're eating at lunch. Too many carbs. You know, you're so now what do we know you're not doing well? Nutritionally, you're probably not taking care of yourself. If you, for example, had a uh, cash flow issues where your cash flow was inconsistent uh, month in, month out, well, what does that tell us? Don't just write down, I had inconsistent cash flow. Take that down to the next level. I did not lead generation, generate consistently. I did not do lead follow-up consistently. I did not, meaning you didn't you know, call people back quick enough. You didn't ask pre-qualifying questions quick enough. Um, maybe consistent cash flow, guys, the quickest remedy for consistent cash flow is understanding the uh, power of knowing your magic number. Sarah talked about it in her email. I will have 10 listings at all times. You guys need to have uh, the idea of the knowing of what your magic number is because some of you, it's going to be three listings at all times, five listings at all times. Julie, when we sold real estate, Julie and I had to have dozens of listings at all times because we know statistically, and when you do your real estate treasure map, you'll know as well, that when you have a consistent number of listings, at all times, a consistent number of those listings will sell at all times, and you have a consistent amount of cash flow that isn't dependent on buyer leads, that isn't dependent on chance, that isn't dependent on any of these you know, strange buying buyer lead, this crappy things that are out there that you guys oftentimes will fall prey to. When you focus all your best energies on becoming a listing agent, guys, you guys are in control of your mind, your body, your wallet, and you're in control of your future. And that's really what the point of this week's uh, series of shows are about. So 
Homework from, uh, from today's podcast, very simple. Write down at least five things that you know you sucked at. And be brutally honest. Premier Coaching members, I challenge you to post these things on the private Facebook page. The rest of you, your homework is to get those five things done. And then the other thing is if you not request a free coaching call, please do so. Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. If you guys need us for anything at any time, we're always here for you. Tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. Mm-hmm.